welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hi, Kevin. Property Soldier here. So, welcome, welcome. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Scotty Hudson. Say hi, Scotty. Hi, Scotty. And some of you will be watching this live, and some of you will be watching the uh, recording, the replay of this. And also, this will go out as an episode on my podcast, the Service Combination Property Podcast. And so you will uh, have the opportunity, if you're watching this live, to ask any questions as we go through this interview. And so if you do, I will then uh, feed the questions to Scotty, if the questions are for Scotty, and obviously I'll answer those um, if they are my own. If you're watching this, uh, on replay, then by all means, still ask any questions that you've got, and um, both myself and Scotty can jump back on there and answer any questions if you're watching on replay. So, yeah, by all means, um, ask away, and we will endeavor to answer any questions that you may have. So, Scotty Hodson, yo. you, uh, we, we met well, nearly, nearly two and a half years ago now. At, yes, um, at Progressive Property, where I was doing a, a Discovery Day event. And so that's, that's where you sort of first decided to um, get into serviced accommodation. But what were you doing um, prior to that? Or, you know, what were you doing at the time, you know, have done yeah. since? And, and, and tell us about your background, Learn about service accommodation and moving into service accommodation and what's what's going on with you now because you've got some pretty exciting stuff going on. I'm sure people watching and listening will be interested to know all about about yeah. your journey in SA. Crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So, uh, well, in 2018, uh, as you said, uh, walked into this room and was pretty intimidated by this strapping fellow at the front of the room. You know, chiseled looks, wit <laughs> and charm. Oh, and I fell through it. his really bad dad joke straight away. So he had me dad laughing. Joke, yeah. um, so at the time, um, I it was over a weekend as well, uh, which was quite precious to me because of um, I was gigging at the time. Um, so I, I was on digital contract. My background has been developing digital products and running um, global e-commerce programs. Um, so that is where my skill was at, you know, the digital world and um, developing different customer journeys and digital products. So that was me. I was. It was quite fast-paced. Um, it wasn't a lifestyle I designed. I didn't want to be doing it. Um, I was traveling three, four hours a day into London and back out again, um, doing a day's graft, 
um, and all of that jazz. And then getting back when it's dark, seven, eight o'clock at night, barely saw my kids before they went to bed. Um, and then rinse and repeat, right? So it was very unsustainable and I wasn't happy. I love doing the digital stuff because that really turns me on. And, and I should imagine by the end of this interview, you'll realize that the digital um, stuff and the innovation stuff really turns me on. That's my flow. That's my bag. I knew that I wanted to change in my uh, life and I always knew that there was a calling in property investment. Um, I, I knew that I was going to be moving that way. Um, and that was just at the right time in my life that I was going to be doing it. So fast paced week, exchanging lots of time for quite a bit of money. Um, and that was the trap, right? That was the trap I needed to get out of. I needed to replace um, that income, which was, you know, quite hefty um, for all of the hours that I was putting in. So when I found the, I found SA, didn't really know of it before and uh, realized that it can be a high cash flowing property strategy i was like shitting yeah that's me sa is my bag and i took all of my you know learnings from 20 years of developing uh, digital products and stuff and go and, and thought to myself that is an industry that is crying out for a little bit of love care and innovation um so that gave me the confidence i knew i could get into this space test it and then just go from there really um so yeah that that was my start in 2018 um then it's taken me to now so two years of just slowly um you know getting a little bit better every day i, I suppose that's my philosophy my uh, uh you know just turn up every day and get a little bit better that, that, that's it so you've i mean i've heard you we, we know each other quite well now we've obviously um myself and caroline and you, you and jacks have been out we've been out for dinner and drinks and coffees and all those things we've got to know you both uh, really well and um been out to the farm as well haven't we but you you talk about ex exchanging time for money and then not being any quality of life and so that's that's a trap that an awful lot of people find themselves falling into and, and just work harder and harder and then you're losing the you know you're not seeing your kids growing up and all and just no quality of life so earning good money but no quality of life so you you obviously recognize that sa was a way of creating recurring income from property and so you identified that you could perhaps not rely on the normal rat race but create some recurring income from property so you you did the training and then decided to go into into what form of SA to start with. And, and so tell, tell us a little bit about that, but then what mm. that's led you to. Yeah, well, I've already used the phrase of testing. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't know. So you've mentioned the farm there. So we, we bought a farm and we've moved on to a farm in a new area. I'm, I'm originally from South London. Um, now we're in, in North Betts, rural North Betts. And, um, I, we don't know the area. We don't know the towns. We don't know, you know, what's hot, where's the gold mines or whatever, you know, um, we knew one pub and that was it. And we got pretty tired of chips, um, after a few weeks. Um, so we knew that we had to test that in an area, we couldn't really go out and buy to, to, uh, buy a property and turn it into serviced accommodation. So we used the rent to SA strategy that you went through on the discovery and the subsequent training. And, um, 
our avatar. So by going through the training and doing the due diligence, uh, we realized that there was a potential, especially in Bedford, um, of an executive market. So, you know, our avatar was very much white collar. So that's the people that we um, try to attract and we wanted to test that. Um, and fortunately, we've been able to put together an executive product that sells. Um, and I've got been on a little bit of a mental journey with that as well. Um, um, I, I, we might come back to that. But, um, yeah, um, so we, we go for an executive market. And we always do well in the executive market, but it seems that we're priced quite competitively as well. Um, so we do attract the blue collars as well, and they love coming to stay with us. And they're the bit of people uh, for our long-term um, guests as well. So we've hit a bit of a sweet spot with Bedford being um, its fastest train into London is 35 minutes. Um, there's lots of development going on. There's seven billion pounds going to be spent on a new west to east train line from Oxford to Cambridge, and Bedford is right in the middle of it. Um, there's new distribution centres straight on uh, to the A421. So if you basically turn left, it's the M1. You turn right, it's the A1. Um, so all of uh, essentially this e-commerce infrastructure that's going up uh, around the country. Bedford is really positioned well for it. Um, so we know the clientele. We know that there's going to be contractors in the area. Um, they're, they're building a 1,000 new um, homes just in one strip in south of Bedford. Um, so we know that there's lo lots of things going on, lots of money being spent on, on infrastructure. So, um, yeah, we started off with uh, Rent to SA, and it started selling. Um, which I was always surprised at. <laughs> what do you mean you were surprised? <laughs> it's all bloody hard work. Exactly. It's that. It's that, right? It can't be this simple. You know, do your due diligence, you know, um, develop a product in the, uh, of, of a room and then stick it up onto the um, online travel agents or the OTAs. And people come and they book and they give you money. Um, so I went on a little bit of a battle. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that feeling when that first shitting hits the uh, account is pretty amazing. You know, that, that, is, that is a bit of a sweet spot. And, uh, you know, you always promise that on your training. And when, when that actually, uh, you know, um, starts, you're like, all right, okay. And the vibration. Money's landing in your bank account, you get a nice vibration in your pocket at the same time. So. <laughs> you pervert. Yeah. <laughs> so, so rent to SA um, via letting agent or director to landlord to, to start with, or both? Or Yeah, so f funny enough, the one friend that I had made in, in my lo new location where we, we've, um, we moved to um, was an ex-estate agent. And he, he's still a director of it, essentially. So he referred me to his estate agent and we, we um, practiced and we got our first one there. So um, sort of like leveraged that relationship of uh, trust and friendship to be able to get our first one. So very fortunate in that um, because of I didn't have to stomp the streets or, you know, um, have lots of awkward conversations with with estate agents not knowing who we are or what we did or, or whatever, which again was a big battle for me in my head, my head as well. Um, which was, you know, who's going to invest in this new business? You know, it's unproven who will buy it. It's unproven. You know, the location is unproven. You know, I, I, I struggled with that. Um, but yeah. 
but some you know, people it do. works. Some people go straight in. Their first properties are from estate agents, etc. So that's one of the that's obviously one of the things that uh, that we cover um, with with people how to do that. Um, so one of the things that um, you do sort of say you were a little bit reticent to to be you know throwing yourself out there but you actually have done a fair bit of that you know speaking mm. to everybody and and so that's ultimately what led you to to shakespeare that you know that house mm. tell us a, a little bit about that i want to know because my favorite subject about the capital allowances what, what that project might end up being and what uh, you know yeah Always, sure. I, I love it when the, the the landlord's got more properties and they. There's lots of key learnings for people here. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so this was actually our third property. So I've been able to get two from our first estate agent and prove that it works. I was like pretty confident. So then I started telling all of the people that I was working with or coming into contact. You know, I'm, I'm a property investor, and that was the first thing. You know you know, first time you call yourself a property investor. And um, my builder who comes to my farm, I said, uh, you know, this is what we're doing. It's working all right. You know, uh, people are paying money for this. All right. He goes, oh, right. Yeah, I'd I'd do some work um, in in Bedford. And uh, for a a landlord, I I look after his his big HMO um, in in North Bedford. I went, all right, okay, brilliant. Um, Is there any possibility of, you know, having some pizza and he was like yeah i think there is actually um didn't quite get to pizza because he's a bit of a cheapskate builder uh, we got around a, a plastic table with some walker's crisps and some lemonade and um spoke to the landlord and the landlord was like, was like well we've the hmo is the hmo it's the main building it's like an 18 bed hmo but behind that um there would it was it's an old hotel so behind the hmo um, is essentially manager's accommodation. It's a two-bed bungalow. Um, so we were able to uh, rent that bungalow from him and convert it into serviced accommodation. And it's been a cash cow for us ever since. Um, now, the view of that was to build a relationship, build trust with the landlord, and then go into the 18-bed HMO. Um, and that's that's still the current plan. Um not to run as a HMO, but um, the plan with that is is well, you 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 tell everyone. Yeah, just to turn that um, eighteen bed HMO into um, it possibly be being um, a twenty five unit um, SA because of he's additionally got uh, planning permission behind um, the the building for five additional apartments. So um, it, it's going to be a very good project. Um, unfortunately, he's been distracted. So we agreed this deal um, probably this time last year. So it was actually October 2019 we agreed the deal. And unfortunately, he's um, had other deals go south. Um, so he, his time and, and uh, brain space has been elsewhere. But we're still in the game. Um, the, the plan is still going forward. And um, he has you know, said that, you know, we'll move forward with something in the new year. So hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that'll work out. Well, he's got he's got a lot of property, hasn't he? Um, so the 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 thing with the capital allowances. Mm. So when you're running the property as serviced accommodation, yes, sir. 
And so I went in there and, you know, putting kitchenettes in, in the ensuite rooms and stuff like that. So all the good stuff turned it into an apart hotel. Roughly, what are the capital allowances that he's going to be able to get his hands on? So you've, you've had a, 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 a capital allowance surveyor do an analysis of the, the building. And so yeah. roughly what are those capital allowances um, going to be? for the owner once you are using it as service accommodation, because this is so important. Yeah. When people say, how am I going to get my hands on SA? When you can create a win-win situation, that's when. Mm. So what are those capital allowances looking like? Well, he nearly fell off his chair when when he, he realized this. So he can claim capital allowances on the purchase of that old hotel that he's turned into an HMO and the, the refurb or the fixtures and fittings of what he's needed to spend to turn it from a hotel to a HMO. Um, Obviously, we'll be um, turning it into an SA. So as soon as he turns it into an SA, he can make that capital allowance claim. And it will be in the region of £400,000. So him as a landlord um, sitting there with an 18-bed HMO, you know, doing all right, you know, clearing – clearing 10, 12 grand a month, then gets capital allowance claim for 400 grand. It, it changes the game, doesn't it? It, it, it goes from um, being, all right, yeah, you, you, can, you can work with this property to, yeah, this is a serious, serious game that we're playing and can, it will have a huge impact on him because of, we'll take it from his site there and he's got subsequent other sites as well um, around the country. So, you know, it's quite yeah. exciting. It is. Um, and just for people that, that don't appreciate the, the significance of this, that means that he can earn, he will be earning more money from the property with you running as service accommodation. So you managing it. So he doesn't have to manage a HMO anymore. You, you will manage it as SA. You will obviously earn a, a nice income from it because the, the property is, is going to be turning over a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He will get more money than he would have been getting with it as a HMO. He no longer has tenants, et cetera. So let, we know what's going on with tenants at the moment, <laughs> tenant eviction bans and all of those sort of stuff. None of those horrible things. Yeah. Um, and so £400,000. And also he will be able to get sideways, sideways relief on that four hundred grand, which means that he's, he can actually offset that against any other income that he's got coming in of any other source and effectively he can earn 400 grand tax-free so if he's a an additional rate taxpayer higher rate or additional rate taxpayer that's an awful lot of money (laughs) an awful lot of tax-free money for him and he only gets his hands on it if he's got somebody that knows what they're doing with service accommodation and a lot of people say well why won't someone do it themselves well why do letting agents exist? People don't want to be managing properties themselves. And he won't have the first idea of how to run a service accommodation business, where to get the bookings from, the cleaning, the laundry, working with uh, all the different companies that you, we'll talk about this in a minute, where you get your clients from and all those types of things, marketing the property. People just don't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So even if they did have an appetite for knowing it, how are they going to learn it? Where are they going to learn it from? Well, obviously they could come to me, but you're clearly not going to do that. But um, yeah, so th- I just wanted to dispel the myth for people that they always think, well, 
won't the person just want to do it themselves? Well, they just haven't got the sometimes the appetite or the knowledge and skills to do it themselves. They'll so probably they, think about it and then just go, no, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and if you had that mindset anyway, you would never get any deals because you would mm-hmm. never speak to anyone about, about SA and taking their property as SA um, just in case they, they decided to, um, to go and do it themselves. So actually mm-hmm. it's just a case of nothing ventured, nothing gained. And more often than not, I find that people don't want to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So how many other properties um, has this guy got then that he's, he's interested in giving you once he's sorted out his current issues? Yeah, it's 19 in Watford um, and 42 in Northampton, I think. Um, and then he's got another site, but I, I can't quote your numbers on that. I, I didn't pry. And I, I, saw, I think I went into a bit of a haze after yeah. after the first lot. So it's millions. It's millions of pounds worth of capital allowances mm-hmm. that he can get his hands on and and offset those capital allowances against all of his income streams, basically, if he's right. wise enough view the properties to use as SA. So that's you can just meet one person that can completely change the game. But you're not putting all your eggs in that basket. See what I did there? See what I did? Days your brand. But oh, that's why I love you, Kevin. Oh no, I know. I'm a lovable guy, right? But <laughs> so, what else have you got going on? Because you're not just focusing on that and just waiting and looking at your watch. You're you're cracking yeah. on other stuff. What else have you got going on, Scotty? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, maybe a, a, just to finish off that last loop as well, because of we were talking about that wonderful thing, capital allowances, and um, a new thing that. Uh, we've learned recently about the enhanced capital allowances as well, um, which again, with the stuff that I'm working on is really, really attractive. So enhanced capital allowances basically allows you to claim a lot more of your, uh, of a percentage of what you're spending on. If you're making it sustainable, if you're making it eco-efficient, if you're making um, offsetting your carbon and stuff like that, which is a so um, because of we will be building on behalf of that landlord that we just spoke about, he may be maybe um, eligible for enhanced capital allowances. So that four hundred grand will just grow overnight just by provide by using us as a preferred partner, um, which would be a good decision, I think. <laughs> because you're going to do the the eco the the modular builds around the back. Um, that's right yeah so my build partners do zero admission developments um so they're eco modular building um and they're just wonderful they're just essentially big pieces of lego they're factory built in the uk and they come on the crane and you plop them down on the ground you bolt them all together in one day and then you move in the next um so that is the the space that i'm working in at the moment um looking for suitable um, sites to do more eco-service departments or eco-apart hotels, whatever you want to coin it as, um, for the reasons that we've just spoke about. It cash flows, it's quick, and there's loads of capital, <laughs> enhanced capital allowances. So you know, it, it's just, just crazy. It is crazy, yeah. It's... A, it's um... It's it's just such um, it's almost like a loophole, right? To to yeah, to it feels like that. Situations and to, yeah. uh, to open things up is a game changer. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, going back to that first um, training day with you, um, yes, I knew it was it was a cash flow thing, um, but I was I can remember sitting there going, well, I really haven't got the time. I'm you know I'm doing eighty hours a week or whatever. You know, I really haven't got the time to build a buyer to let portfolio here. You know how I can't do flips. I've got an hour and a half a day to build a business. You know, yeah, because some of the other trainers were talking about that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah I, I I can't use those as strategies. And then it's like service accommodation. What you can you can spin this up. You don't need a lot of you know essential cash to to start this up, and you can outsource it and systemize it. And okay, I think I can do that an hour and a half a day. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, cool. Because. Again, what people don't understand, uh, appreciate is is actually you can completely leverage an SA management company as well. So people with their own properties, they can hand it over to an SA management company. So this is what that landlord is doing with you. Uh, people that um, want to go out and potentially do rent to SA, they can just hand that straight over to an SA management company as well. And so actually, it's it's a lot easier to create recurring income um, than people initially think. People think it's either buy to let or HMO. That's how you get recurring income. And if people don't fancy having tenants and going through all that, a lot of people got this perception on you've got to buy, refurbish, refinance, um, you know, go to, down the tenant route. That's how you get recurring income. Well, yes, um, that is, but SA is a is a, another way of doing it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Let's talk about the other other stuff that you've got going on right now because you've got um, some other uh, products that you're you're bringing into the mix. Um, let's, yeah, let's yeah, cool. So not only about the eco stuff, uh, the eco modular building stuff. That's really really sexy and you know innovative. And as I said at the top of the show, that's the space that I like to work in. Um, which is sometimes a blessing, sometimes a curse. And, um, you know, sometimes you've had to tell me off and tell me to stay focused, which I appreciate. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, as I said, when I was sitting down in that training, I knew that um, SA was a, an industry that is crying out for a little bit of um, innovation and diversification. Um, so straight away I was going, right, okay, so I pay a commission to the online travel agent to place this person in my property that they want to stay there. Great. What can I do to essentially extend the lifetime value of that person? So I've paid that 15% commission, but I'm going to pay that in good faith. I think they do a fantastic job and you know, they put customer, they put heads on beds, let's say. Um, but what can we do to actually, um, make it worthwhile paying that commission. So that's where my e-commerce skills come in. And um, so from my background, we started thinking about, okay, what can we actually do to retail to people pre-stay, during stay, and after stay to increase our revenue? So we started um, retailing um, in-stay products to um, increase our revenues and that's what we've done um i'm i'm very fortunate and blessed to have a not only gorgeous wife she's quite creative and and wonderful as well um she's developed um some organic spa products so we provide those as welcome gifts for each of our guests and 
I've got to start, say now, as soon as we started doing that, and um, we started doing that uh, about three, four months ago, every review, every review that we've had since has been five stars. So anybody leaving a, a review has been five stars. So it was an immediate impact on that because of the thoughtfulness that we put into the welcome gift. Because um, the gift was actually designed to help people chill out and sleep. Um, so it was like a pillow mist or a, a, um, or a, a rescue balm or a body oil that someone could rub on and it's got lavender, it's got bergamot, it's, it's got all of those luscious things on, which will essentially make them chill out in, uh, coupled with our, our big luxury executive beds, they have a great stay. Uh, and that's essentially what they're reviewing, right? They're reviewing a, a great night's stay. So what can we provide those people to um, improve that great night's stay and then sell to them once they've gone home? So through my digital background, we can then you know email them and target market them to be able to purchase through our e-commerce platform. So... And that we've tested that. It's improved the, the reviews. It's improved the spend. And now we're just essentially scaling it. We, we want more heads on beds and more products in people's hands. Um, and essentially, that's what we're doing now. Um, we just want scale. So we prove it works. Cool. So if anyone, so you, you obviously uh, retail this stuff as well. So if anyone wanted to get some of these, these products as well, um, how, how would they... Um, reach out to you in order to to do that yeah well the best thing to do is just check out millie's organics um you'll you'll see it all on the website there my wife spun up a beautiful website um it's a lovely um customer experience there um just check it out and um, essentially we run an affiliate model so um for any other sa operative or hospitality business or boutique hotel uh, would like to um, use Millie's, or Millie's Organics as welcome gifts to have an impact on reviews and um, their revenue, then we, we do run that as an affiliate scheme as well. Um, so they'll get a kickback or a referral fee or a commission, however politically you want to put it, um, for every purchase thereafter. So it's not just about that in-stay experience. It's when they go home, when it's Christmas, you know, gift sets, we've launched our gift sets. Our guests are going to be buying gift sets for other people, you know, bar mitzvahs, christenings, whatever. They're going to be buying gifts for other people. And that's what it's about. Fantastic. So another thing that I wanted to uh, ask you about, because this is something that people will find really useful in terms of not relying on the OTAs. And so you've approached agents, right? And yeah. you, because letting agents have always got people coming in saying, can you, can I have a property for a month or two months, et cetera. That's so right. Tell everyone uh, how you have uh, created a win-win situation with agents because of that very situation. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it was just a little bit of a um, eureka moment in the fact of, I was always pitching service to accommodation and the agents didn't really know what was going on. Um, but then, you know, just being around and talking to people, people positioning their service accommodation and different things. I heard the term short term let. And I was like, yeah, that's what we do. You know, we, we, we can position that as a short term let and the estate agents get asked for short term lets. Um, so we, we obviously go to uh, the estate agents um, with a beautiful pack 
and um, essentially ask them, do they do short-term lets? And they say yes or no. Um, typically no, because they all they know ASTs and you know a 12-month AST is what they do. Um, so the next question is, do they get asked for short-term lets? And it's invariably yes. Um, so we set up a, a referral scheme. Um, and during lockdown, it's been amazing because of people obviously being locked in their house and a lot of people have done renovations. So, that, you know, they've sat in a room together and gone, all right, should we knock down that wall and build a bedroom? And they're like, yeah, all right, let's do that. Oh, we can't stay here at the same time. Um, so they've actually come to stay with us. You know, we've had four-month booking. We've had a two-month booking on, on renovations. And now our estate agents get a nice little kickback. So um, I think it was um, uh, what, about 12, 12, I think it was 12 grand for a, no, sorry, it was a 16 grand um, booking for four months. And the estate agent got a nice little kickback of around about 900 quid. And they were like, well, yeah, that's fantastic. That's a nice little admin fee. And then obviously elegantly say, well, we're actually in the market for more rent to SA opportunities, please. Um, and now we've got a pipeline of those as well. Awesome. And so this has been going on during lockdown. We had to sort of lockdown and then, because this is one of the things that we spoke about, didn't we, about how to get bookings during the first lockdown was was um, going reaching out to letting agents and, and obviously um, offering them that type of scenario. But then we've had the t- time in between, haven't we? In, in the, so we had the summer, yeah. the SA boom, the SA bounce, and then moving into winter, which traditionally, uh, the, you know, there's less demand for SA. Also, going into lockdown and all that type of stuff, a lot of people panic uh, during these times. But and and they, you know, because they're totally relying on the OTAs. But mm-hmm. you know, how have things been for you? Because of what you've been implementing, have, has lockdown worked you out, or is it have you been fine in your SA business? Well, during so at the end of this month, uh, during lockdown, we would have doubled our business. So from the beginning of lockdown to now, we would have doubled our business. Now, I'm not, that sounds impressive, but it would have essentially um, it, it's not a massive amount of numbers. Um, I, I would add, there was one thing I was going to actually say that <laughs> for, as soon as I signed up for the training, I was like, right, I'm going to get 10 units in the next few months and I'm going to, you know, stop gigging and everything along those lines. Um, and I'll be back on the farm with my family um, quite soon. But I didn't, you know, it took me six months and one day to get that first one. And you know that, um, but it was just about, you know, turning up and, and, and keep on doing oh. the work. But the reason for that was you were focusing on trying to, to um, convert agricultural buildings, weren't you, and doing that? Uh... Yeah, I was a bit, I, yeah, I was a little bit unfocused. So uh, don't get me wrong, we we because we, you know I, I've been men- mentoring you as well myself and Caroline, uh, mentoring uh, you and Jess. But um, we were exploring those avenues to start off with. You never say no; that's not going to work. But ultimately, it, the the instant or the cash flow, the recurring income was was there for you, which was yeah. go and get some rent to SAs, SA management, go and get that recurring income going. It took took you a while to to essentially park that. I mean, it's still there. It's still something for the future. But let's face it, the the nearest crocodile was was needed to be addressed, and that was to get some recurring right. income in. So you weren't totally relying on the the commute to London, right? So yeah, yeah, because a lot of people. Exactly. 
think, oh, well, it took him six months, then it's going to take me six months, but not necessarily. If you'd have, if you'd have walked straight away from the training, gone straight at Rent to SA, you'd you'd have been crunching it a lot sooner, right? Yeah, I, I, my it was uh, my misconception as well. You know, I wasn't in the position to be able to go and build those relationships with the estate agents because I was always in bloody London. I was in an office dealing with a load of bullshit politics. You know, I wasn't being able to, you know, design my own thing. I, I literally, I was on the train for an hour and a half trying to do my business. You know, so that's why it took that long. I still got it there. Uh, you know, that that's all you needed to do. You know, um, it, it was it was my naivety and my you know uh, really about what I could actually achieve in that hour and a half, and that you know took that time. But all you have to do is commit to turning up, and this business will work. You know, I, I, I hope I've been you know transparent and and um, vulnerable enough to to tell everybody there. You know, I had my own issues about this. I had to get over that. I had some strongly held beliefs that. Uh, were holding me back but you know you work on yourself and you work on your business and you know you, you get into good places yeah and and you make a really good point in that some some people they're, they're busy and they decide they're too busy but there's always some time that you can squeeze into those 24 hours isn't there and and if it's important enough you'll find a way if not you'll find an excuse and so if if spending more time with the family and, and seeing the kids grow up is important enough, then you, you'll find a way. Um, so, and you can gradually build up that recurring income from property. So you're not reliant on that job anymore. Um, mm. So that, that's, that's a really important message there because you were a very, very busy person, but you still managed to find time because uh, I will never say that property investing is easy. Um, and it, 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 as you know, it can be hard work, it can be really hard work, but I, I, firmly believe it's the best hard work that you can do oh, yeah. because if you can create that recurring income and start spending more time with your family because of that hard work, then, Hey, what's not to like, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've made loads of mistakes, but we've had so much fun doing it as well. Um, and, and you know, we've had some lovely times. It sounds weird to say we've had some lovely time over COVID uh, we've, where we've been able to have time with the family. And that was the whole point of the, the thing, you know, that was the whole point of having a property management and a property development business is to spend that time with the family. That was what it's always been about. So cool. uh, yeah, I was never not going to turn up. Yeah, no, you certainly do that. Scotty always good for morale as well. When you do turn up, especially at our, <laughs> our meetings and our mentoring sessions and all that. Um, so, so the, the future, so you want to do more modular uh, development projects. So you'd be looking for people that maybe got land or, or know of land that could, might be suitable. Um, and so people could reach out to you about that, presumably. Anyone yeah. property could maybe also reach out to you, say, would you w want to manage my property for me? Um, yeah, so so now is your, your time. What What is it you're looking for? Uh, who should approach well, you? <laughs> well, just going back on on the call there, you know, the first crocodile to to sort out is um, I'm actively in the market to um, grow our rent to SA uh, business and our management business. Um, as I say, we want to hit scale now. Um, we've got the team in place, we've got the systems in place, we've got the processes in place, we've got a great product, and we can repeat that. So I'm I'm 
actively in the market to uh, you know build some relationships, get more properties, and get more um, heads on beds and grow some revenue um, with some new partners. Um, that's my my key thing. Um, then, as a backdrop of that, I'm also um, obviously looking for for land opportunities and or um, commercial conversions would also work, or even car parks or even on top of existing buildings where we can actually um, put these modular, uh, eco-modular buildings on to do eco-service apartments. Um, and the best thing about the car parking side of things is actually you retain the car parking space and the building goes above. So you you, you can get, get into a model where you just lease the airspace. So all of the, the permitted development rights around leasing airspace now is opening up some really good um, opportunities there. Um, obviously, we, you've got to get the finance right and uh, make sure the area is right and do your due diligence. Um, but there's lots and lots of potential there. Um, typically, our building solution can it, it is looking for the hard bits to develop, you know, where other people wouldn't develop, we can. So, uh, yeah, it's very exciting times. Awesome. Awesome. And so people want to reach out to you. What would be your, you know, your website, your email, your social media, just so that people um, know how to, to get in touch. If any of this has um, piqued their interest and they want to know more. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, Crack on and see um, freerangestays.com and milliesorgalics.com. Um, you'll, you'll be able to get through to myself or or my beautiful wife um, about those products. And let's just have some chat. Farm gate's always open. Uh, we'll have to socially distance and have a coffee and some cake. And, um, you know, we'll just see where it goes. You know, have some fun doing it. That's a key philosophy for me. And your, your, your social media just... Hudson. Yeah, yeah, probably just look for Scotty Hodson. Um, I'll, I'll start developing the um, Property Farmer brand um, over the next 12 to 24 months um, as we get a few things over the line. Um, but, yeah, or you can check out Property Farmer as well. You'll, you'll see some fun pictures on there. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for Thank being here. Today's Scotty. So, like I say, this is going out live onto several different uh, platforms, um, onto my uh, YouTube channel. So, my my handle on my my social media uh, awesome. brand is uh, Property Soldier, and so my my Facebook Property Soldier and my YouTube channel Property Soldier. It'll also go out as a recording into other Facebook groups as well, Progressive uh, Property Facebook Community Group, and released as a, a podcast as well. So like I say, if anyone is – so lots and lots of people have commented. Um, quite often I can't see the names um, depending on where they are yeah, commenting. Uh, lots of people are commenting saying, great interview, thank you, thank love you. your work, Scotty, etc. Fola, I can see her name, so she's done well done, Scotty. Millie's Organic sounds great, so many opportunities through SA, so we like Fola. Uh, we know uh, Fola's been through the training as well, so we know Fola very well, lovely lady. And so I'm going to uh, wrap up the uh, interview now, unless you've got anything else to add, add Scotty. It's been lots of fun. No, uh, well, just to extend my thanks to you, um, you've helped to redesign our life back to where it should be. So um, 
eternally grateful. Um, and thanks for the opportunity to be on here. As I say, Farmgate's always open um, for, for, well, you, you can be upgraded to, to beer beer and steak. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Scotty. You, you take care, my friend. And for everybody uh, listening and watching, here's to your service accommodation success. And remember, your future needs you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. Why not also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn more about property and serviced accommodation.